0: South Croydon
1: might be able to have the last laugh here inside the last 10 seconds. They probably won't score. Maybe they might. Taylor Black, top of the goal, score for me. Yes! Got it! And there's
2: the team. Simon! What? What's the by a point? Oh, it's party time here for Knox. He's able to pick it up cleanly. Gets past another. Kicks it down till it's a hot spot. Chance he will receive it off her teammate. Put it towards goal and the East Ring would have another again, does it bounce through, don't tell me. <laughs> it does! Three the goal of the day contender. Gets to the bottom square.
0: Davidson! Yeah, he's off the mark,
2: Picks off the cross,
0: brilliant! Yeah. One-on-one
1: contest, he yeah. misses them both. Brotto now, puts it on the boots, makes no mistake, goes right over the umpire's hat for a goal to the forward line, foot
0: race on here, slightly over the jumper there, but the says play on, oh, players running left,
1: right and centre, good kick right into the forward, forward line, takes it on and kicks a goal, Shelley oh inside 50, a one-on-one contest, Boulder says at the sit of it, throws it onto the boot, oh, that is as good as you'll ever see.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Female Footy Focus, presented to you by Deakin University. It's official to the final week of the home and away season. We here on Female Footy Focus couldn't be more excited. It's going right down to the wire in most, in all five divisions. And there's plenty of interesting results from this past weekend and plenty of discussion to be had about the final round of the Deakin University women's competition home and away season. I'm Josh Ward joins once, once again, by my co-caller on Saturday out at East Burwood Reserve, Dylan Smith. Dylan, a pleasure to be alongside you over the Zoom screen once again. And uh, yeah, as I said, plenty to discuss ahead of this big final weekend of the regular season.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Josh. Yeah, I had a good time at the weekend calling the women's match of the round. This was probably the most surprised I've been checking all of the scores across the divisions in the women's this season. There were so many... I guess like unusual results and some upsets, so yeah, plenty of intrigue heading into the final round.
0: There were plenty of upsets and plenty of firsts as well, which is why we're going to change things up a little bit and get stuck into Division Four first up because Wantona South, they're finally they're finally broken through for their first win. deal. six four forty to five eight thirty eight, down by ten points at three quarter time before just coming from behind on their home deck and being able to knock over Baronia Gold, who on the day, they were boasting Rachel Slater coming down and, and Amanda Davidson coming down from their division one side. So it was a great result. We'll, well, we recently had a chat with the coach of the one turn South senior women's side in Michael Vozzo after the great victory, just talking about the game and, their first their first season and how they're tracking and here it is now joining us on Deegan university female footy focus is the one turner south senior women's football coach michael vozzo after the side broke through for their first victory of the season last weekend against baronia gold michael thanks for jumping on female footy focus uh, after a terrific victory
1: yeah no thanks it was um a great weekend. It was a long time in coming, I guess. We weren't sure whether we were going to get there, but, um, no, look, to the girls' credit, they they really fought really hard and um, were down for most of the day, and to come back and nab the win was um, well-deserved for them all.
0: And to wake up on the the Sunday morning as well, just realising that the side had had broken through for the victory must have been a pretty nice feeling.
1: Oh, look, it was. It was... um, all the girls were out up and about i think it was one of the girls um 21st birthday as well after the game so i'm, I'm sure that they um, all celebrated pretty pretty hard and long into the night so um they deserved it so it was great
0: and yeah just as you mentioned the the side was down for for most of the contest 10 points at three quarter time before a, a four goal to two final quarter saw you over the line was what was that message heading into the final quarter when you were still down and obviously just so close to to that victory? You haven't gone so close for most of the season.
1: Uh, look, yeah, we, we knew that um, you know our tackle pressure and all that was just slightly down on on our normal count. Um, so we knew we had to um, take a bit of a punt and um, you know look like, had to work a little bit harder. We actually decided to move our um, our centre half back, Mon McFarland to center forward um, and we took took a little bit of a pump put Caitlin Grimmer into the rack, and just changed up a couple little things <laughs> and we sort of implored on the girls just to um, to, to get our run on footy and um, kick the ball long we had the breeze so we just felt like our speed we knew that if we could get the ball out in the open we, we could out- overrun them and um, but as I said to the girls credit they, they carry out exactly what we really wanted from them which is Terrific from a, a, a team that's so, you know, in its development stage. So
0: it was a terrific day. And one player that that's obviously start, has put together a terrific start to the season and had another great outing alongside McFarlane and Grimer, Keely Bristow, another four goals and another mention in the best. She's, she's put together a really great season uh, for the side, hasn't she?
1: Oh, she's been terrific. Unbelievable. And, you know, she's only... Um, she rolled up a training our very first night she's a netballer and um, she'd never played footy before in her life and I looked at um, our assistants and I said to both of them I said I think this girl's got some x-factor you could just tell she was taking overhead marks her kicking a little bit of work and all that but she had speed like unbelievable speed on her and um, we sort of uh, to be fair, we probably didn't do the right thing by her early. We played her on the ball a little bit. And she just got a little lost. But as soon as we put her to Hudson-R forward, um, she's been she's been, she's been almost unstoppable up there. You know, she's got so much speed. And um, now her kicking accuracy is, is um, uh, unbelievable. To be fair, she actually she probably should have kicked six on the weekend. She missed probably her easiest one. And there was another one there where we, we think she got a boot on a ball and probably was given a point when it probably should have been a goal. So, um, no, nah, she was outstanding.
0: And some of the other players as well that played a key role, Emma Whit- at Whitelaw, Amy Vozzo as well, uh, have all put together really good se- seasons. Uh, that, uh, how have you assessed their season so far?
1: Oh, look, terrific. I mean, they're our captain and vice-captain, so mm. it's no... Um, by no mistake that we we put our um, these two girls in leadership positions, so they've really led from the front. Um, you know, Emma in particular, like she she's been unbelievable. Um, she missed the whole year of footy last year because she didn't have a team to play with, and she wanted to stay at Wanny South. So, um, and then obviously, I know you keep calling her Amy, but it's Amber. Uh. Um, yeah, and uh, we we actually call it Amy now as a as a joke too. So we so we've got to thank you for that. Um,
0: uh, that's that's no problem.
1: Yeah, she's um she's got a little bit of um um uh what's the word for it? She's got a bit of anger in her system. She loves it. She loves a hard tackle and all that. She probably was a bit quieter in the first quarter, and um, I deliberately started her on the bench in the second quarter <laughs> on the weekend. Um, and uh, I think that got under her skin a little bit because her last three quarters on the weekend were outstanding A tackle count. I think like her tackle count two weeks ago was 24 tackles for the game. And on the weekend, I think she got it up to about 13 or 14. So... Um, yeah, that's her her bread and butter, that sort of stuff.
0: That's amazing. That type of pressure, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. And any other key contributors as well. Uh, best on ground, Caitlin Sharp, who, who's put together a pretty decent season as well. But uh, any others outside of those the players that we've talked about just before?
1: Oh, look, mate, there's, there's so many. I mean, I I've got to be, you know, we've been so lucky. Like Caitlin Sharp, she walked in off the street from, um, I think she was at Donvale previously, oh, yeah. and she's taken a while. Is, um, uh, you know, believe it or not, she's had two kids, um, and she's just taken a while to, you know, to get going. And then, on the weekend, and you know, in the last probably three or four weeks, she's been unbelievable. Um, down back and just, just controls our backline. Um, she's like our mini sort of skipper down there, and she's been outstanding. And then, then I, I just got to mention a couple of our our mums, our super mums. You know, <laughs> um, they've got kids playing in the junior footy, um, comp, um and they've, they've decided to join up just because we were short and they've been unbelievable linda derek and uh, candy kimber um kate uh, mcpherson katie mcpherson uh, lisa schultz Rhonda mcmillan like they've all contributed to all girls in their 40s and they've been unbelievable like so that they've turned this
0: season around and and they've been massive contributors for us yeah they definitely have from the outside looking in, had put together some some great seasons and it's great to see them putting their hand up and just the season in general as as we keep mentioning you you're so close to a victory obviously you broke through for the victory this weekend the past weekend but just you must be really proud of the effort as well that the girls keep on producing week on week, you know, even against really top sides such as, you know, your Mitchums, your Coldstreams and some really talented outfits.
1: Yeah, no, look, they have and it's it's all been um, on the back of probably us getting to know them a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken our time, but they've really followed um sort of what we've been trying to coach and um you know our tackle pressure's been one. um how we sort of structure up in the forward half in particular um and like on the weekend baronia had um, their best player from their first play um in our game um i think she's one of the best players in the whole comp and um she was playing in the twos for some odd reason <laughs> yeah. and um when, whilst while she played well we were still able to overcome her and I think they had another one or two from their first playing as well. Um, so our two point victory was um, a, probably doesn't do um, it a lot of, uh, I guess, grace because um, it was probably the get over line against such a strong team in the end was um, probably well deserved to be fair.
0: Yeah, you're definitely not wrong about Rachel Slater. She's one of the better players, and just to be able to overcome a side with with her and 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 others that have made it to the that have obviously played in first division is a is a terrific effort and you know how much learnings have you taken from this year and and we'll look to implement in you know obviously this the final round of the home and away season and next year as well
1: oh look i mean we've learned a hell of a lot i mean we've um you know we've sort of figured little bits and pieces about how we we can slot some girls into where what areas um Mm. Um, we've got our under-18 girls who are um, who are raring to go and probably we'll, we'll have three or four of them playing um, this Saturday against Coldstream because we've got a couple of girls out with injury. Um, and we'll give Coldstream a really good run for their money this week. I'm looking forward to it because um, we know that our growth is heading in the right direction. And with our girls coming through for next year, um, I'm pretty sure we we won't be sitting down the bottom um, for much longer if anything will be pushing up through the grades pretty quick so um, yeah no the, the future's pretty bright for Warnie South I think
0: yeah and it's great to hear the, some of the eighteen girls getting a chance this weekend against the, the Coug- Cougars and uh, do you reckon it'll be a bit closer than, than last time obviously 40 points uh, do you reckon it it's going to be a much tighter contest this time around on your home track too
1: oh undoubtedly I mean our our I think our tackle pressure and and how we tackle and and our ferocity w- will be a, a real contributor this weekend. They've, they've got well they've got finals the following week, so they may be in a little bit of protection mode. Mm. Um, our girls have got nothing to lose. We're going to throw everything at it, and um, we want to sort of show the comp that um, we're here to play. And and um, we haven't been the easy beats all year. We're we're not going to lie down this weekend either. So we're looking forward to an opportunity to play against one of the the best teams in Div 4, and, um, you know, they got a, we, we got a little bit of lip off them last time. We don't forget these sort of things, so we're looking forward to um, turning the tables, mate.
0: Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that contest pans out at, at Templeton Reserve. Of course, it's 10.40 out there. and looking forward to, to it seeing... It might
1: be it. 12.30, mate, because we've got Life Members Day on there too, so right. that's going to be a special day for us.
0: It'll be a spectacular day, no doubt, out there. On uh, the junior, on a ground that you've really played pretty well at uh we've got let, uh, thank you for jumping on female footy focus uh michael and congratulations once again on the victory and, and good luck for this weekend against the cougars
1: terrific thanks for your time mate.
0: thank you to michael vozzo there and it's exciting the future one for one turner south i'm really looking forward to seeing how they develop this weekend in 2024 Dilbert. but this will give them such great confidence against a really strong Baronia to, as I mentioned before, boasting to well, possibly one of the best players in the division in the women's competition and another style of their division one side.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They they almost got a little bit unlucky here running into Boronia at this specific time. I know you were giving me score updates while we were calling the game, and I was thinking, oh no, like we've been we've been talking up this game as the one that one turner south are gonna get. I just want to walk the the listeners through this one. So we've been talking about this for weeks that they haven't won a game. It's been verging on patronising for them a little bit. They've been they perform so well. So we've we've been in ad- admiration of them throughout the season. They've come up against the second bottom side. So they're really going into like to target this game. But Baronia then just the week they play them have massive players back in the team, like you said, Rachel Slater. The loser of this game basically gets a spoon, and then they don't score a goal in the first half. Their defence keeps them in them, conceding just one goal themselves. They then kick two goals in the third quarter to get back in it, but they still trail at three-quarter time by 10 points in a game where they've only scored two goals across the first three quarters, and then they somehow pile on four goals in the final quarter to win by two points. I'm in awe.
0: Yeah, I'm in awe too, and I'm uh, really, really happy as well that they were able to get up there. They worked hard throughout this entire season to get our first victory, and they did so. And leading the way, Keely Bristow, who, uh, as Michael Voz, mentioned, just playing her first season of uh, of footy, coming across as a nipple and you know, is an exciting prospect with the four goals. Uh, best on ground was Caitlyn Sharpen. For Boronio Gold, Rachel Slater with the three, and best on ground, Mackenzie Supper with two. But, yeah, it's it's just great to see them. Get the job done for Baronia Gold. Just a little bit of disappointment, disappoint, especially given who they brought into the lineup. But nevertheless, a great effort. And they've put together a really great season. And, you know, they won't be too designed, But keep an eye on them this week, especially if they have those players against Nader Wadding, which we'll, of course, touch on a bit later. Speaking of Nader Wadding, they went down to Mitchum 1-5-11 to yeah, it's 7 5 47 out there. Kunang reserve. Miranda Farrago with the only goal. And Lauren DeMarti best on ground. Whilst for Mitchum, Georgia Fairbairn with Fawn. Catherine Roscioli with two, and Riley Holloway best on ground. But they're now 3.3% behind Fair Park in, in the battle for fourth spot in fourth division. Because they went down to Moorbach and by a pretty big margin, too. 2 1 13 to 9 five goals to nothing in the third quarter from Moore Barker, a massive performance there for Fair Park, Sarah Berthasil and Nicole Crivolaro, the only goal kickers, Bianca Firth, best on ground. Three goals to Lily Chilver, who's the main focal point up forward there for the Mustangs, April Freegon and Lily McDonald with two each. Georgia Firth, best on ground, but... With the results from the past weekend, Dill, the uh, the race for fourth, it it really has heated up, and it'll come to its its climax this weekend when both sides will battle it battle it out. It's uh, it's pretty exciting, but both would be a little disappointed with their losses this weekend.
2: Yeah, it probably says more about their opponents for this particular mm. week, like Mitchum and Murabak, the two standouts in this division, and. Moorlbark just look like they're a team on a mission at the moment. So, um, you know, whoever's playing them, I think they're going to have a really tough day. So for Fair Park, that was a tough game and that's probably hurt their percentage a little bit as well. So not ideal for them. And then we come into that next round with Wadding up against Baronia Gold, Fair Park up against Warrandyte. I I honestly can't call this one. I I don't know. And I thought... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it, and I thought none of what in getting that game against Baronia Gold would be the percentage boost that could get them into the the top. But now with Baronia Gold getting some players back, I'm not really sure if that's a percentage boosting game anymore. And you know that it's it could go either way.
0: It could. It really could. It's exciting. It's what we like to see. It Gives us plenty of discussions on this on these episodes, and I'm really looking forward because it's it is going to come to a climax and. Yeah, we'll obviously touch on it later, but it's a very—it's been such an enthralling race for the back half of the season, and it'll continue this weekend, and then the final game out of Coldstream Reserve, Coldstream 9-10-64, defeating Windy, just the three behind. So, much like the men's sides, the the senior men's side, I mean, the Cougars is getting a big win over the Bloods out there at Coldstream Reserve. Reserve our Madison Stark with three, back... Bowden and Jesse Micklerath with two each, the latter best on ground. No goal kickers, of course, but Warren died, unfortunately. Laura Braman best on ground. Just having a look at the fourth division ladder. Mitchum and Moorbach both locked on nine wins apiece, and we'll touch on their game a little later on. A very exciting matchup jump this weekend between the two. Coldstream up in third with eight wins. A still a chance for the double chance, actually. Uh, Fair Park and Nutter Wadding both locked on five wins. As I said before, 3.3 separates these two. Warren died in sixth with two wins. Montana South now into seventh with the with the win and a much stronger percentage than Baronia, who sit at the bottom with just the one win into third division and not too many surprises here. The Devils got back on the winners list, 12-19, 91 to one straight six. So positive performance there from the Devils black side. Dill.
2: Yeah, business as usual, back into winning form for them. And they've probably been down for the last few weeks a little bit. So this was maybe a nice one just to play them back into form before the finals. Um, Just heading into their game there. So the really, they got off to that good start in the first quarter, kicking three goals, five twenty-three, And after that, just sort of coasted through, really, didn't they? Just yeah, a, they did. an all-round good performance from them. They did the Basin, goalless in the first
0: half, 7-11 themselves so yeah, pretty comfortable winning, and well and truly back to their winning ways, Kelsey Reid, another great season, she's put together with five goals her partner she's in crime Mel, yeah, she has been, and Mel Murray her partner in crime, that's a pretty exciting draw up forward for the Devils with another four, Axel Oswald was named best on ground, the only goal kicker for the Basin uh, Romani Barnett, Lisa McShane, best on ground for them. Uh, SBL Wolves Teal 6 knocking over Vermont Gold just the two behinds. Unfortunately no goal kickers were best supplied for the Wolves whilst for Vermont uh, Tory Burns named as their best on ground. A, a competitive performance from the Eagles but unfortunately still goalless and, but they still kept SBL Wolves to just 15 points in the second half which will be very pleasing and then finally the killsyth train just keeps running on knocking over South Croydon, 1-2-8. Much like Norbach, a massive third quarter, as it's known. The premiership quarter, four goals, and kept South Croydon scoreless. They had just one behind a three-quarter time, did South Croydon. So, a clinical performance from the Cougars out there on their home deck. Three goals to Shannon Lenny, who's, I feel like, flying a bit under the radar. Shade Dale with two Darcy ends also a goal and best on ground once again. She's put together a great couple of weeks. Uh, Goal kicker there for South Croydon Cogler. And Egan was named best on ground for them. But as I said, Cougars' challenge just just keeps on rolling, Dill. Can anyone stop them?
2: Yeah, I saw that in the notes. Can anyone stop them? I I don't think so, to be honest. Uh, I I just think they, they look too good. You look back at their results and they were... They were challenged earlier in the season and teams were getting a lot closer. And as the season's burnt on, their, their stamina has just kept going. As you said, in this game, they only kicked multiple goals in the one quarter. Um, one in the first, one in the second, none in the last. And they just they just smash you in a quarter. They hurt you so badly in a, in a burst. And yeah, it's going to be really hard. The, the only thing that, I don't know, maybe you could see a team like an SBL Wolves or a South Croydon who... Um, if one of their sides is eliminated in the premier division, maybe they, they get some players back. I'm, I'm not too sure how all of that works, but, um, you know, if that could strengthen another t- team and and knock them off, it's a possibility. But I, I see them as just such a force in this division.
0: Yeah. Most likely SBL Wolves. I mean, South Croydon obviously not in the greatest form, and we'll touch on that a little mm-hmm. later, but maybe you're right. There is a couple of players with with Premier Division experience in in both sides, but yeah, if either side was able to get that Premier Division experience for maybe a final or two, it will hold them in really, really good stead. Just having a look at the third division ladder, Kilsyth, pretty much the minor premiership all but locked in nine wins, a much stronger percentage than the Eastern Devils who sit in second with eight wins. South Croydon and SBL Wolves on five wins. Of course, South Croydon have that one forfeit against Vermont. The Eagles sit Unfortunately, at the bottom of the table, the basin also on equal wins with them, but a slightly better percentage for the Bears than the Eagles. Having a look at second division now in the Deakin Union Women's Match of the Round, as we mentioned earlier, out at East Burwood Reserve between the Rams and the Panthers, and while well, Surrey Park got off to a fast start, had five goals in the first quarter and kept East Burwood to just one behind. They were kept to one goal. After uh, after a quarter time and Eastville put up a really competitive performance, but that fast start unfortunately came back to bite them. Two 13 going down to Sorry Park 50. fifty. There is a bit to discuss from this match. The the first half they Sorry Park definitely showed what they were capable of, particularly that first quarter. bit the Rams we kept mentioning it in the call deal. They were a different team in that second half, and if they can do that for four quarters. In a final against a Surrey Park or, or Waverley Blues, then who knows? Nice. They could potentially make a grand final. It was it was really promising from them.
2: Oh yeah, like first of all, what a weird game, <laughs> really. <laughs> like like we're, we were calling it to begin with, and I'm thinking Surrey Park are going to win this game by 100 points off that that first few minutes. They were like streaming out of the stoppage. The wingers were like pushing forward. It looked a little bit. Do you remember GWS back in there? grand final year, and they used to say the orange tsunami. It was like a yeah. Surrey Park tsunami, like flying up the ground. And then pretty much after quarter time, I mean, probably halfway through the second quarter, East Burwood would just clamped them. I don't really know how they did it, whether it was a mentality thing or they shifted a game plan. It, it wasn't sort of evident that something like that actually happened, but they just came out with a – probably halfway through that second quarter, they came out with a better mentality and they just – just were able to just stop the run and, and completely, you know, halt Sorry,
0: They were. And it, I just think it might have been a mentality thing. I think Charlotte Mahoney mentioned post-game the assistant coach that it might have been one of the first times that they played at the, the main East bird ground. I'm not too sure, sure whether or not they have, but... Yeah, it might have come down to they started getting used to those conditions and started to adapt to them and run over the top of them. But yeah, they they really were a much better side from yeah from the ten minute mark of that second second quarter, and there was a lot of positives to take out for them. I think that
2: absolutely. But yeah. my only my only thing with East Burwood in that match was even when they did stop Surrey Park, they weren't able to score. Um, mm in a free flowing way themselves. So it wasn't like the goals were sort of coming for them when they yeah. wrestled momentum back. It was more of a a stop sorry more than a push forward themselves.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing they might look to fix up. Maybe maybe do push Baldessare up the ground for a little bit, get her into the contest. She did that for for patches, but yeah, and have that big marking target. But yeah, I I think that's the one problem they have because Surrey were just still able to rebound and get it inside their attacking their attacking fifty, but they were still able to to not give them any space unlike that first quarter. But yeah, a, a really promising performance for Surrey Park, just a, a another terrific victory filled with plenty of stars. Of course, Emily coming with three go- goals. Uh, it's
2: been, she was fantastic. She
0: was. She's done really well up forward and is now leading their goal kicking. By a bit, I think it's now sixteen goals this se- this season for her. She's now leading it by th- by three goals ahead of Gemma Ryder, who's obviously played the two games less, but she's done a terrific job since being swung up forward. Lily Toomey with two and, of, and was terrific on return to the side. Hannah Barn was also really terrific in midfield, particularly that first quarter. I thought charlotte bradshaw who wasn't named in the best i thought just that-
2: i was gonna say that i just <laughs> i just noticed she wasn't named yes. in the best players i thought she was one of the best off <laughs> off a wing
0: yeah she provided so much space did sophie and did really did really really well, real, well to provide an option from out of defense defense or outside of the stoppage for East Bell at obviously with two edmondson was named their best on ground i, I think that's fair she had her moments but I thought, you know, Ruby Rock, George Amman, Holly Rollins were all really good. Rollins, in particular, in defense, in the absence of of Bronte, did really well. Emma Pollock also did a really good job in the second half on com- coming. So, yeah, there were plenty of stars across the park and a really, really promising performance from the Rams where the Panthers, just that a quick start came back to bite East Burwood. Um, a big result out at H A Barker Reserve first up, uh, Croydon North Mlock seven nine fifty one knocking over Heathmont two seven nineteen their second victory over the Jets this season and their second victory in second in Division Two. Unfortunately for Heathmont, they'll finish another season at the bottom of the table and you know they would have gotten themselves up for this contest so possibly a little bit of disappointment for the Jets but joy. McCoy Northland walk they uh, they posted this the side singing the song at the at the end of the uh, on their socials and just listening to that it was they sung it with pride and they deserve to it's a terrific victory and one of their best performance this year deal
2: yeah I think they found, honestly I think they found something this team mm. had a really good performance last week against Montrose uh, I know in this one they're obviously playing Heathmont a, a winless side but how they were able to break away in that second quarter and then again in the last quarter particularly is really promising just to show they've got that scoring power, 16 scoring shots and just control the game after halftime really. So fantastic for them, fantastic to get another win and they'll come into this East Burwood game in the final round of the season and I think East Burwood will be a, just a little bit worried.
0: They will be and I think they, they'll they so they'll want there to be on their A-game East Berwood and perform like they did in the second half against Surrey Park. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how they go. Mind you, they won earlier in the season against and north m did at East Berwood Bur- East by a pretty big margin out at Hughes Park, 166 points, and the Rams kept them scoreless. here kicked 17 on that day. So they'll need to find a way to, to shut her out. But, yeah, they'll... They'll come in a lot more confident than they did last time around. I think they're starting to get...
2: They, they feel they feel a different team this time around. Yeah,
0: they feel a much improved side. I think they're starting to get players back and will definitely improve. Uh, another massive result out of Mount Waverley reserve. The Ds, they've done it again, knocked over the boys for the second time this season. 6-8-44 to Waverley Blues, 5-7-37. Held them scoreless in the final quarter, kicked two goals themselves down by seven points at three quarter time before getting the job done. I don't know what it is about Montrose uh, against the Waverly Boys. They clearly get themselves up for these contests and well, now they keep their not so slim. Now finals hopes alive Dill,
2: Yeah. You, you love these like final round when teams just go on a little run and they just get, you know, they just see a little Avenue to, to make a final or something like that. And, Absolutely playing for their lives, Montrose. They've only lost to East Ringwood since round nine, have Montrose. So they're they're in really really good form. Before that, they started the season okay, and then I think it was from round between round four and nine, they went on a five game winless streak. So they hit this rocky patch of form. Might have had some players out, and since round nine, they're they're one of the form teams in the competition. So you know, I expect this week that. I think they come up against
0: Heathmont this week at Montrose.
2: yeah, yeah. So they'll they'll get the win, and and you'd think comfortably there against Heathmont. And I'll just have an eye on that East Burwood game. And based on the form that they're in, I think they they almost oh, I don't I don't think East Burwood don't deserve to make finals either. But Montrose <laughs> also deserve to play finals based on the form they're in.
0: Whoever misses will be very stiff. But just what I saw on Saturday. Eastwood, they are final side. I think Montrose are, but yeah, really, and yeah. really deserve that that final spot. I know, and yeah, it's definitely should be, a, be it should be a top five. It, it should, it really should be. Uh, it, it, because <laughs> both sides equally deserve to be buying finals, but um, I, I'm, only one of these sides can make finals, and it'll be a very interesting watch. I'm sure. Uh Waverly Blues are either be going for Heathmont or, or or East Bird as well on the week on the weekend just because uh, they won't want to be meeting Montrose in an elimination for in the first semi-final given uh, their track record against them this season. So it's definitely gonna be an interesting watch uh into first division. Not too many surprises there. Thursday night at Knox Gardens Reserve Park, which it's too good. For the Falcons, 9 5 to one two eight 8. Georgia Livingstone, what a player she is. Alana Bowell with two goals each. Uh, best and no best named for them. For Knox, Michaela Egger of their only goal kicker. Katie Rogers, best on ground. Not too much to report here, but it's just, it's great to see a bit of a Thursday night footy out at Knox Gardens reserve. And, you know, it does put a bit of a dent in. In Knox's hopes for finals, I think it—you know—they—they they, they can still get in if they win this weekend, but you know this this hurts them. I reckon.
2: Yeah, I think this was their best chance to get a win out of their mm-hmm. final two games, and unfortunately for Knox, I—I think it's probably just going to play out as, you know, as expected with the games. they have got the really tough one in the final round, and I, unfortunately for them, they just didn't quite do enough, and it, it goes back to that. Keep saying it but it goes back to that game against north ringwood with, that was that basic elimination final and i think that's going to be their undoing
0: i think it probably has you never know the basin they've got a top two spot all but locked in the minor premiership isn't that's,
2: true. that's they, true
0: they got a double pretty much a double chance all but locked in because they're two games clear of park orchards and they've got a game ahead of of Moronius. so no, well, maybe they might rest some players. I'd be surprised if they do. They'll want to head to most likely a final against Boronia with a head full of confidence, but... You never know; they they could rest players. We'll see what happens. We'll see what mm. happens, though. It's it's definitely going to be a pretty interesting watch. Again, that battle for fourth spot, North Ringwood.
2: If they if they rested a lot of players, North Ringwood would be pretty dirty. I reckon. Oh, they would be. They'd be very, very <laughs> dirty.
0: It, 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 we'll see what happens. Though, speaking of North Ringwood, they were knocked over by. Uh, the Basin, 2 five seventeen to 7 9 51. So, clearly, the, the Bears don't want to let their foot off the, ga- the gas. Mm. Uh, two, two goals each to Danielle Brotto and Holly Dalton. Just looking at the, the goal-kicking charts. Four,
2: Josh. Josh.
0: She needs four this weekend against Knox. And we'll see. I, I hope she plays. I, I definitely think she can if she can get past that 50 mark. But... Uh, it will be keeping a very close eye on on the Basins game and, and whether or not she did get past that 50 mark. I think she'll pass it no matter what in finals, but i just love to see it if she broke past yeah. it in this week. Do you,
2: what do you reckon? Do you reckon she gets it?
0: I think so. Uh, I think she... Uh, <laughs> I mean, they might rest her. I'd be surprised if they were just given the form that they're in and, again, wanting to boost yeah. some confidence in into finals. But uh, I, I think... She'll, she'll get there I, I reckon she will it's just quickly actually not it was three points at half time in the basins favor they kicked one goal six but then the third quarter uh six goals to again no score so it seems to be a recurring theme that the top side having a yeah. third quarter this past weekend uh, they
2: just they, can- they just turn on a turn on a blitz it's it's been a bit of a theme for the last three weeks I would say where that that dominant team they just have this period in a game you know it might not even be a full quarter it might be a 10 minute period in a quarter and they just blitz blitz the opposition I think so
0: maybe there was a wind I, I've been hearing that there might have been a bit of wind factor for, for the early games but you know, I just think they still find a switch and are able to to you know take it up a notch and and just blitz each side uh, Beaconsfield also blitz turnside Park it was the first mm. quarter that paved the way for victory five goals to just the one 8, four fifty two knocking over turns park two to four ten Katie and jealous with five goals a terrific performance from her Kira Emery has been lining it up since returning from uh, Coates talent league Judy with two goals and best on ground Georgia Dunstan returns Park one goal each for Sally Lake and Ruby Darcy Alice Jamison best on ground a promising performance from the Panthers though uh, Ringwood Unfortunately, going down to Baronia Brown, 19, 18, 132. And the Redbacks were kept scoreless in that night game out there at Jubilee Park. Plenty of goal kickers. Oh, I'll just go through their leading goal kickers, Baronia. Three goals each for Steph Phillips. Ali got leaps and Delta Green, a hug as well. Best on ground for them was Alicia Perrett, who also had two goals. And just having a quick look at the first division later. The Basin on 12 wins on top. Baronia in second with 11 wins. So you can pretty much lock in that second semi final between the two because Park Orchard's a game behind, plus a fair amount of percentage from Baronia, North Ringwood, and Knox. Both locked on, seven wins apiece. The Saints in fourth, Knox in fifth, 26.9% differential between the two. So. Yeah, bit of a percentage gap. Beaconsfield with four wins, Ringwood with just the one win, and Turnside Park still a winless. But that will be an interesting shout match.
2: out to just on Beaconsfield. Shout out to them for a couple of really good uh, performances where they couldn't get the win, and then getting that that nourishment finally mm-hmm. with that win. Plus Katie angelis you mentioned her; she's in the top mm-hmm. five in the goal kicking now.
0: Yeah, she's done a terrific job up forward, a, a former VFLW player, and. She's been superb coming into the lineup, back into the lineup this year. And yeah, now 21 goals, obviously, still a fair bit behind Daniel Broto but is closing in on her. Taking a look at Premier Division now, and there is plenty to discuss from this past weekend at the top. Of course, it was the Wild Horse Pioneers that had the buy at Cheong Park, the early kickoff while Mount Evelyn. Clearly enjoyed playing at 8.50 or 9.30 or at an early time because they were able to knock over south corridor 9 to 3 out there at cheong park so in fact it's 3-6-24 peggy pun to 9 a massive victory for the, Ro- the rovers out there two goals each to amelie moore jessica hoskin mackenzie adams and beth Cookshank. moore was named best on ground uh, heidi sailor with two goals, whilst best on ground belonged to Brook Smith for South Croydon. But this is a big victory. This is a massive victory for Mount Evelyn. Now they don't. Now this weekend, it eases the pressure a little bit against the pioneers out at Springfield Park. It's, it's a. It really does relieve the valve pressure, doesn't it, Dill?
2: It's massive. I think I described them a few weeks ago as a sitting duck in that finals race, and they've just gone ahead and proved me wrong. <laughs> Smashed up South Croydon, who they're probably another story in themselves, to be honest. But yeah, the ball is back in their court, one hundred percent. They've eased the pressure with the ponies. I mean, they, the ponies obviously can't. They can't jump in now, so it's turned it into a, a two-horse race for that finals position. And Vermont are going to have to beat the SBL Wolves, but. Mount Evelyn certainly proved me wrong with that one. And I think they're in the box seat now.
0: I think they are too. But, you know, the Pioneers might want to play spoiler. Mathematically, still a chance, but because of their percentage, I think, yeah, unfortunately, finals is over for them. But still, you never know. They might get up for this contest uh, out at Springfield Park. But, yeah, uh, it. it yeah, they are in the box seat. We'll say that, but um, that'd
2: have to be have to be a huge win for the Ponies. Yeah,
0: I think it might have to be over a hundred points or, or something like that. But um, yeah, 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 it's uh it it's unfortunate just because they they've come so close the Pioneers, but just just let their run a little too late. It's it's really unfortunate just because they were looking the goods, you know, knocking over South Croydon. Croydon, obviously, knocking over Don but I, I think that yeah. that loss against SBL Wolves hurt them a little bit and obviously Mount Everest. And they,
2: they would have been sitting back during this bye and they, prob- they probably thought South Croydon would have got the, the chocolates there and would have given them that last round chance to jump in. But, yeah, it's a yeah. Tough, tough week for them. It is
0: a pretty unfortunate week. They, they wouldn't have enjoyed just, just sitting back and watching the Rovers get the job done. Speaking of the Wolves, they had a bit of a heart-stopper against Donval. One of two really close games in the division this past weekend. 8-3-51, SBO Wolves just hung on against Donval, 7-8-50. It came from 21 points down to three-quarter time. Donval kicked four goals to just one in the final quarter, but the but the Wolves were just able to hold on. I, I was a bit curious about this result. I, I, I was waiting to see who would have gotten up on the day. And it's the Wolves. They book in their final spot deal, and it's a great achievement. Just because last yeah. year they were obviously, oh, I think they were finished bottom in Premier A, and now they're competing in finals. It's it's such a great achievement, and they would have been over the moon just hanging on yeah. against Donval.
2: Yeah, you've got to give them a lot of credit for this one. I think maybe at three quarter time they might have just sat back and mm. started to smell the roses a little bit and just got a bit <laughs> tiny, tiny bit ahead of themselves there. But maybe that's a, a nice little reality check. And but you look at this game—if Donvale had have got over the line there, that would have dragged SBL back into that finals mix, as yeah. uh, sort of missing the finals mix as well. So it had quite big ramifications for for the overall outcome and. You've also in this game, as much as, you know, fantastic achievement for the SBL Wolves, like huge for Donvale as well, the way they've ended the season, they've they've really created that winning culture. And I think, you know, having games like these are going to be a huge platform for them for next season. And you'll be looking at their off season to ho- see who they get in, see if they can upgrade the list a little bit. And, you know, it could be anything next year.
0: Yeah, they can definitely improve. The second half, they have really got something to build on. You know, they picked up that first win. They they were yeah. able to, you know, push the Pioneers and, and and SBL Wolves as well on two occasions. So there is definitely something to build on. And
2: yeah. and it's something to attract other players from other clubs too. That yeah. You know, they, they look in and they, they see their results and, and see what they're building and they go, I want to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, obviously – not winning a couple, only winning the one game doesn't help it. Yeah, there their losses are, are still a lot tighter than they were at the start of the season. It's um, yeah, definitely yeah. something that will attract players. In the second close game, Eastern Devils just hang on against Vermont, six to thirty-eight to Vermont, five-five thirty-five. They also came from fifteen points, a much smaller margin at three-quarter time. But the Devils, they they just hold on. It's their final game before finals. They end this home and away season unbeaten, but they had to work hard to get the win, Dil.
2: Yeah, and Vermont will be thinking that we should be playing finals after this performance. It's To put this performance into a bit of context it, it and show how impressive it is by Vermont. So they lost to the Devils by 52 points last time they played. This is the closest margin any other side has pushed the Devils this season. The next closest was an 11 point margin with South Croydon, I think it was. Um, they've also held the Devils to their lowest score of 38 points, which has only ha- This is only the second time they've scored 38 points or less in the last two years. So just the magnitude of that result, I know they've still lost the game in the end, but to to push them within three points is a, a stunning effort. And, their form really does warrant finals. And I sort of asked myself, like, what's actually changed for Vermont? Because they they dropped that game to Donvale a few weeks ago, um, which we, we kind of, at that point, we thought that had pushed them out of the finals race, but they're firmly back in it now after some really good results. And they've welcomed back a couple of players that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So Lily Hart's come back into the team. Oh, yeah. She's only played four games for the season. Um, she's played in the last two games since the Donvale loss. So that's a big in from the Oakley Chargers there she's playing. Kay Phillips, um, she's only played the last two games, both times been named in best, yeah. back from KCVFLW, uh, I think. And
0: yeah, she has the a- other one's
2: yeah, the other ones Miranda Rowley, who's yeah. only played four games for the season, back in the last two from, uh, I think it's Vic Metro. So some huge inns and, and it's really turned their season around.
0: And there's also Erin Woodford as well. Obviously, she's played a bit of the season, but she played, I think, Three or four weeks at the VFLW with the Box Hill Hawks, and since then mm. he's been on an absolute tear. I think that's now two or three best on grounds. Just getting those players back really has improved the side, and they do look a finals-bound side. But maybe that loss against Donval might come back to bite them. Possibly, I hate to say, but
2: here's, here's the big question though. I want to just throw that: like, do honestly, do you think they make it? Do you think there's any way this they can get this? It's oh, it's
0: hard. It's very hard to see. It, 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 see first, oh, okay, the first of
2: all, horse. first of all, do do you think they can beat SBL?
0: I think they can with the with the side they have now. They definitely can knock over SBL Wolves. It, it, yeah, we'll come down to Whitehorse, Mount Evelyn, and White no, Whitehorse may want to play spoiler, but we've seen Mount Evelyn pretty much thrive on the early kickoff, So maybe. Uh, uh, it'd be good to see Vermont just because I think they can definitely make waves with this side on the park in finals. Might,
2: yeah. Might I want to, I want to see them there based on what they've done and how much they're pushing. I want to see them there. I don't think the white, I don't think white will roll over in this game against Mount Evelyn. Right. I think they're, they're going to want to finish this season on a winning note. They know they can't make finals now, but um, you know, they've had a lot of players come back in. We've seen their form be really good in this back half of the season. So I think they're going to be really up for the Mount Evelyn game too.
0: Yeah, they'll want to end their season on a high, definitely. um, Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see who comes into the lineup or if they keep a a similar lineup on the park. But I definitely definitely think they'll potentially want to play spoiler maybe. But we'll see Mm. what happens, what helps for Vermont as well. Much like Fair Park in Division 4, they've got a, a later kickoff than down Mount Evelyn. So, you know, they'll probably be getting updates maybe during the game or before the game and they'll know what they have to do. Obviously, they'll be going out there to win, but they'll know what they have to do after yep. fight and know whether or not they're playing finals and their, their chance to be playing finals. And, yeah, it might give them that extra boost if Mount Evelyn lose and they find out and, you know, they're just able to, to run over the top of the walls. Well, that's our look back... Over and done with for this week's. Edition.
2: Just just before we move on, Josh, just a little bit on South Croydon. What? How do you think things are going for them? And and, and you know what? What do they have to do? They're sort of on the slide a little bit.
0: I'm not too sure. I, I think maybe they might have been thinking about that loss against the pioneers a, a couple of weeks ago, or the last couple of performances. I think just they're just getting mentally ready for finals they're, they're already looking ahead I think they'll be able to find some form this week against Donvald it won't be easy but I think they'll be able to to recapitulate some form but it definitely will be interesting and a shout out to a couple I'll
2: definitely of the- I'll definitely have my just yeah I'll I'll definitely have my eyes on that game to see how they do perform mm-hmm. but I I actually had a bit of a flick back and it's maybe a little bit deeper than we thought. So that they haven't won since round 10, which was against Don Bale. And at that point, Don Vale, I don't think we're playing as good a footy either. Mm. Um, and you go back a little bit further than that. They've won one game in five weeks, losing to the Devils, the Ponies and Mount Evelyn in that time with a buy in there as well. They was six and one after seven rounds. And they were probably at that point looking like the Devils' biggest challenger and... Oh, Again, it's, it's hard to put a finger on what it is. It's probably like the like they haven't had Katie Prendergast since the Donvale win. Mm. Um, but things are definitely just, I don't know, it doesn't feel quite right.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's a bit of a loss, but like they've still got the depth uh, uh, to mm. be able to cover, uh, cover that. Um, but like, and plenty of talent around her. So I, I, I think, yeah, maybe if they get Prendergast back, that that might get them up and about. But yeah. Um, It's still a bit of a surprise. And I want to shout out a couple of former South Croydon players. Uh, Christy Whitehead and Maggie McKellar were playing, won the VFRW Premiership with Port Melbourne this year. And Maggie McKellar as well. This time last year, she was playing with South Croydon and and put together a really good season. And now she's playing at the VFRW level and, and playing a key role. And she was an exciting player. We always talked about her week in, week out. I remember from female footy focus last year, and it's a great achievement for both those players. Of course, Klett died a while back playing with the Whitehorse Pioneers, the captain of that side, and Emily Harley as well, a Blackburn player. And I just need to quickly go back to that Blackburn result. Uh, just the one behind going down to East Ringwood, 17, 16, 118, 18. So another big win for East Ringwood. But, um. Yeah, a great achievement for all those players to to have won a, a VFLW Premiership. Now, let's have a look ahead to the final round of action in the home and away season of the Deakin University women's competition. And we won't change things up here. We'll start at the bottom with Division 4 and the Deakin University women's match of the round is coming to you live from Walker Park. Top of the table, Division 4 clashed end the season between the tigers and the mustangs out there mitchum and moore bark all the action from that game of course live stream across facebook and youtube from 10 30. oh it's an exciting matchup Dill. whoever wins this the minor premiership is theirs and we'll end the season with just one defe- defeat oh, i always say it's a hard trip down to walker park for any side, whether that be men's yeah. or women's. But I think with the form they're in, the Mustangs can break the fortress. I'm going with Moral bark here. Who are you backing?
2: Oh, it's, it's, I, I thought I was going to be the, the outsider there and take <laughs> Moral bark because of the form they're in, but I'm going to take them as well. <laughs>
0: That's quite remarkable. Well, I, I was tossing up pick here. I just think Mitchum is still hard to play at, and it's no disrespect to them. Just the form the Mustangs are in just comfortably defeating sides it's they're restricting them to just to such low scores and then polling on the scores themselves and this is not this is against you know Coldstream against fair park and and not awarding too this is as good a form as you can get leading into finals and into this contest Mitchum's form has been great but i just think mulbar hit in a little bit better and get the job done now we, we'll change things up a little bit, a, a bit just because there's plenty of implications across the the five divisions and the battle for fourth spot. As we mentioned, it continues. Baronia Gold up against Not awarding at Tormore Reserve. That kicks off at eight fifty, as mentioned earlier. Warrandite up against Fair Park at Warrandite Reserve, kicking off at ten forty. I expect both the lines to get the job done. But Dill, question I pose to you: I'll it's mm-hmm. two questions. Do you expect the Lions to win? And who, by the by Saturday evening, will have their place in the Deakin University Division Four women's finals?
2: So I think they both win. So I think Nana Wadding mm. and Fair Park will win their games. The if you had asked me this last week, I would have said Nana because I would have thought they would have beaten Baronia Gold, who had been leaking some pretty big scores, but Baroni go get those players back and they that all of a sudden just shores them up. You know, it fixes up their depth issues and and that sort of thing. So I think they'll be able to reduce the score. And then based on my indecision on this one, I probably have to tip Fair Park to make it just on the basis that they'll hang on. They have the three extra percent already, and they I, I think they might be able to match it.
0: Yeah, I think. They should. It was 23 points last time between Morandot and Fair Park. So, and that was at Fair Park. I think that's what kick-started the Lions into their really good runner form into the top four. So uh, maybe they'll want to win by a bit bigger. But yeah, I'm just backing them in. And you know, not a to have, looked the goods. But Fair Park definitely can threaten someone like a, a Coldstream. Or or Mitch in possibly yeah. finals, maybe not Moorpark, but I, I I think yeah, just based on their season, I, I'm backing in the uh, the lines to uh, of Fair Park. I always get confused with because they're both lines, but I'm backing them in to to get the job done uh, done. And,
2: how how much do you think Nada Wadding have to win by, or uh, more I than? Think,
0: I think maybe they'd have to win by. Oh, possibly thirty to fifty points more than Fair Park. I'm not too sure. Don't take my word for it. I'm I'm no maths mm. whiz, but I think it's yeah probably thirty to fifty more points than, than Fair Park. And you know they Barony might bring back those players Slater and and Davidson into the Division One side, so maybe that might mm. make it more possible for the at line, the Lions are not wanting. But yeah, I I it'll be interesting to see. I'm not too sure what happens there. Though I think it's probably that margin. And in the final game, as Michael Vozzo alluded to in his chat, it could potentially be changed to 12:30. This game it is scheduled for 10:40, but could change to 12:31. Turners South against Coldstream. Uh, obviously, not too much for for both sides. Coldstream still mathematically a chance for uh, a top two spot particularly if Muwabar goes th- down. So they might get up, but there's a bit of a percentage gap. I-, I think they'll most likely be playing in, in an elimination, in the first semi-final, a dual die matchup with either Fairbuck or not avoiding. I'm, I am I'm not too sure about this, but I, I mean, I'm tossing up between this. I- I'm actually going to go the surprise. I'm going one turn of oh,
2: a second. That's, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I just think
0: <laughs> they're coming off that first victory and any side that ends their first uh, season yeah. will want to end their season on a high. And at home too, I think they'll want to put together a great performance. I just, I, I think they get up. No disrespect to Coldstream. they to put together such a great season and in Division 4 this but season. I they,
2: agree. I, I reckon weirdly, even though Coldstream are in the finals, I think one turn to South have more to play for.
0: Yeah, they wanna end on a hide, and you know, it would be a great boost for their development. Last weekend definitely would have been, but I just think they'll wanna to put together a good performance and no just again, no just spectacle. They defeated Wanturner South by their biggest margin a couple of weeks ago by forty points at Wally Two Reserve and I think they're definitely capable of doing that again. I just think I think any side that's ending their first ever season, much like Warren died, I want to end it on a high, and I definitely think the Devils are capable of doing that, but we'll see what happens. We could be gobbling our words this time next week when we... Uh... But, but what we have
2: what we have seen from one Turner South constantly too is they play the best teams, and they're always in the game.
0: Yeah.
2: It never blows out. So, So, you know, more than likely the game, it'll be low scoring and it'll be close, and, you know, I think with a team that's got more to play for, they might just sneak over the line.
0: They might. I might just do so, yeah, I I think there isn't, you're not wrong there, completely agree, let's have a look at third division, Uh, Vermont Gold against the Basin Red at Vermont Recreation Reserve, kicks off at 8.50, the loser unfortunately will win the the wooden spoon, Uh, Vermont have shown a bit of promise in recent weeks, Uh, I think the Basin though get the job done there.
2: Yeah, I think the basin hard one to call really. Mm. Um, tough, tough seasons for both. But yeah, I'll, I'll back in the basin.
0: Yeah, it is unfortunate. Who knows? The basin might drop a couple of their div four play- prem. They'll div one place down to the div three side. So yeah, yep. I, I still think if they were on equal pegging, they they probably. If- Probably be the Bears that get up also kicking off at 850 SBL Wolves Teal against Eastern Devils Black That's a pretty interesting contest out there at Belgrove South Recreation Reserve Who knows depending on results they c- could meet in a preliminary final they could I'd be surprised if they do but um, Yeah, the Devils they're finding they found form last week. I think it'll continue here at South still
2: I think the Devils will win. I mean, you talked about uh, the base and perhaps dropping some players. I'm not sure if that's a possibility for the SBL Wolves as well, who are pretty well locked up that third place, haven't they? Yeah. In Premier, Premier uh, Division, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I think they've pretty much locked it in just because their percentage is a bit stronger than... Uh, then. In yeah, Netherlands or, or Ver- and even if Vermont when they'll move a game, there'll still be a game ahead. So, um,
2: if I think I'll still take the I'll take the Devils because they are gonna. This is probably the big test for whether they really are slipping or or they're just sort of you know nicely getting in tune for finals.
0: I won't be too surprised if you know maybe some of their prem players drop down. I won't be too surprised just because. Yeah, they have the buy this weekend, and maybe they want them match fit ready ahead of a, a mm. ahead of a second semi final against South Croydon at a, at Crombie Reserve, and then finally, speaking of South Croydon, they face Kilsyth at Cheong Park two consecutive weeks. These two meet one another. Uh, Kilsyth for me to get the job done. The deal, again, yeah, just can't be stopped
2: yep. comfortably.
0: And just yep. a little side notice well uh south croydon if they do lose and spio wolves win i think they would need to gain a bit of percentage and south Cordon will need to still lose a bit of percentage though no matter what face each other in the final but if the wolves win they and win big and south croydon lose by a fair bit the the Wolves will get the home rooms and south croydon the hawaii mm. rooms so let's have a look at division two east bird cordon north m lock it is there is still a chance East might slip out of the four. Just just that second half, though, reassures me that they should get the job done comfortably, and I won't be too surprised if Boulder say has, has another big game against Croydon North Amlock. I think they should win, but it won't be like last time where it was 166 to nothing. I think it'll be a bit closer. The Rams get the job done, though.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's... I think that Croydon North are more of a chance or it's like a bit of the chaos in me that wants there to be a bit of a shake up with the finals. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just hoping something like more interesting happens. But I think you're right. I think you look at the, you know, you look at the seasons that they've had and we saw what East Burwood did at the weekend in that second half. And, you know, it was almost for three quarters really that East, East Burwood were really competitive with a top side in Surrey Park. So, and we know what, you know, Cecilia Baldessar can do up forward and I, I, I guess Croydon just don't really have a player on that level so given that I, I'll tip East Burwood but you know long reign the chaos
0: yeah <laughs> don't mind a bit of chaos here it means more discussion <laughs> for us on female footy focus but yeah uh, we'll see what happens uh, I, I think yeah they, they showed a bit more promise but yeah yeah <laughs> It would be interesting to see if Croy and North Emelok do get up uh, East springwood Waverley Blues first Versus the the Roos coming off a, a big victory with the likes of, you know, Nicola Davidson, Tegan Hudson All their star players in some really good for, uh, form and you know, I think they should get the job done here quite comfortably against the Waverley Blues side that uh, they're heading into finals with uh, not the greatest momentum having they could potentially only win one of their their last five games. I still think they can definitely make waves, but yeah, they they'll um yeah I have my doubts for the Waverly but for the Waverly Blues this weekend can, I think Geese Ring will comfortably get up.
2: Yeah, I, I think for the Waverly Blues though they'll they'll really be looking at this game to. I don't think they'll they'll win, and I don't think they'll be looking to win, but they'll want a good performance. I think it'll be. Really bad for their psyche if they, you know, lose by over a hundred points to to East Ringwood. I, I know it's probably it seems like a bit of a, de- a dead rubber for East Ringwood, but I I reckon they will want to go undefeated throughout the season as well. So they'll they will want to put that marker down and um, yeah, you still got to tip East Ringwood.
1: Yeah,
0: and you know they'll want to keep their percentage above a thousand. It's uh, one thousand three hundred and twenty nine percent, which is just. Quite remarkable, really. The final two games, Montrose against Heathmont. I'm sure Montrose fans will be keeping one eye on that Eastville Croydon to North Amlock game, but I think they get the job done here against the Heathmont side. They're, unfortunately, will finish at the bottom of the ladder this season.
2: Yeah. Yep, easily. And then finally,
0: Surrey Park up against Blackburn out at Surrey Park Reserve. Uh, I don't think it... I think it's safe to assume that everyone knows who I'll be tipping. So, Dill, I'll go to you.
2: Yeah. If that first quarter of the game against these Birds, anything to go by, I think, Gee, I was so impressed with that running game of, of Surrey <laughs> Park. So, I think they'll do something similar. I did watch Blackburn's um, earlier match of the, the round game and they had a lot of run too. Actually, I was really impressed mm-hmm. with their run. I think they're a bit, bit of a younger side than Surrey Park and um, probably just... Uh, less far along in the development stage than sorry, Parker. So they'll, um, they won't win this game and, um, but, yeah, two sort of similar attacking sides going at each other. It should be a fun one to watch. It
0: should be pretty exciting out at Surrey Park, too, which I do have to say, again, it is in pretty good nick now, I have to say, have to say, the ground. So we could be in for...
2: you got to plug the whole operations, don't you? Like, yeah, the yeah. ground's Oh, good. pretty
0: much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, pretty much still. Uh, it's much like Wake Tenant when it comes to Montrose. Have you, uh, have you got any
2: it- me- have you got anything on the burgers and the food? Is that the Oh they're pretty good
1: well?
0: out there? They're pretty good yeah, out there, yeah. but uh, <laughs> well, let's move on to, to first division. Beaconsfield up against Baronia Brown. That kicks off at home park reserve at 9.30 now. Uh Baronia, they're they're looking unstoppable. I think they get the job done. Yep. Easily. Place, uh, the basin against Knox. Uh who, know, who knows? I, I, I'm somewhat having a hard time tipping this, but I, I think the Basin, I, I think they should get the job done here. here even yeah,
2: you're you're surprised. a bit worried about the Basin um, resting players, right?
0: Yeah, I'm a bit interested. I, I won't be too surprised if yeah. they do. I, I, I won't be too surprised either way, actually. I think, yeah, it'll be an interesting watch, but either way, I, I think they get the job done.
2: Yeah, yeah it's hard to know the the thought process if if they were to drop this game they would lose top spot though wouldn't they
0: yeah most likely but they've got a double chance Is that a... lock it. I, yeah. I, I don't think they mind too much I mean they, they'd love to have the, the minor Premiership but I think you got a double chance locked in that that's all that matters I, they they won't drop as low as second as second so yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think they'd be too concerned but I, yeah, I, it'd be interesting to see if they do go all guns blazing, they may want to do so. Heading into a final against most likely Baronia uh, Park Orchards yeah. up against North Ringwood at Domini Reserve. Two local rivals meeting once again. North Ringwood will probably get themselves up for this contest, but uh, Park Orchards, I think they won pretty comfortably early in the season Yeah, 44 points. Mind you, North Ringwood. They weren't in the the best of form. That it was round five, and that was their fourth loss of the season. I think they flipped the they make it pretty close, closer than last time. The Park Orchards just got too much quality. I think they get the job it's,
2: done. Yeah, I feel like these these two games, the Basin and Knox and Park Orchards, North Ringwood, they're really similar. Where there's there's a lot of narratives around Knox and North Ringwood. If they can win, they obviously get that finals place. So you're kind of looking for things, but there's really no reason to tip against the Basin or Park Orchards. So I think I'm just going to go with the the straight bat on this one, yeah. go the Basin and Park Orchards.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And then the final game at 12pm at Kimberley Reserve, Turnside Park and Ringwood. I think this contest, whoever wins or whoever loses, they might get bottom spot. Although Churnsai Park, there is a bit of a percentage gap between Ringwood. They showed plenty of promise Did the Panthers, And I'm actually going to back them in. I think they've obviously had a couple of rough performances. Ring would have, but their game last week was really good, and I think should hold them in good stead here, Dill. So you're tipping Churnside? Yeah, I'm tipping the tipping the Panthers. I
2: I agree. I think they they had a couple of games in a row where they didn't even manage to score a goal, and then they put two on the board. I think last week from memory. Yeah, they did. First goals in the last few weeks. So based on Ringwood's form who have been really struggling to put the, the goals home, I'll give Turnside a, a chance. So yeah.
0: We'll be Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's see what happens out there. And then finally Premier Division at Springfield Parking off at 850 the Pioneers and Mount Evelyn. Oh, I'm I'm gonna back the Pioneers. I, I like the chaos as well, Dill. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna back in the
2: ponies. What
0: about yourself?
2: Yeah, what's the craziest uh combination of teams winning in this division that we can find that'll mess everything up? Oh. I I think, yeah. I I like I don't know, I like how the ponies play. I really enjoyed watching them this season. So I feel like it's a bit unfair on Mount Evelyn because oh. I've I've always backed in the ponies and it's, it's a lot of it's to do with the fact that I haven't seen a lot of Mount Evelyn and that was so impressive what they did last week against South Croydon, but got to stay with the ponies. So the chaos is there.
0: Fair enough. Donvale, South Croydon, Donvale reserve, uh, Bulldogs to find some form again. I'm going Donvale. Oof. Oh, you really do love the chaos still. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> nah,
0: fair enough. Oh, uh, they're in, they're in form. Donville. They are. They are. I definitely think it's capable, but I just think South Croydon will want to get back on the witness list and should do so here. And then finally, Vermont against oh, SBL Wolves. Oh, I'm having a hard time. tossing up here. I'm going. To this is such a. Good, this is
2: such a good round. Oh, it's a,
0: It's all rounds in Premier Division are always so 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 good. It's it's always exciting. I'll let the chaos reign supreme. I'm going Vermont here.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: That's our tips done. It's going to be interesting to see if when we look back and see how we went on both sets, on all tips for this game. But old dil that does us for uh, the regular season of Female Footy Focus. Next week we'll be obviously talking about the results from the regular season, but we'll also be talking about finals. It's just so exciting, isn't it? That finals, it's nearly here. We're on the verge and we'll finally be able to talk about it.
2: Yeah, we've had all these things to talk about, like looking ahead to the fixtures, figuring out who's going to get there. And I'm actually really excited for next week because we, we don't have to worry about the chaos. We just have to worry about yeah. the who's there. Like We've got the name. We're going to know who, exactly who's there. So, yeah, super excited. And, and also good luck to all the teams this week because... You know, some teams are finishing their seasons. Some teams are going to be playing finals. And just, yeah, hope everyone has a good time.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that it will. And, yeah, my sentiments exactly as well. Good luck for every team competing. And just on one final note, we'll leave at the end of this episode with the one-turner-south singing the song for the first time. And don't forget, if you want to keep up to date, to the latest editions of Female Footy Focus, the weekend forecast and the weekend recovery, hit the subscribe button on the If podcast presents page. And don't forget to tune into the Deacon Uni Women's Match of the Round live from Walker Park between Mitcham and Moorbach. For now, though, I've been Josh Ward. That's been Dylan Smith. Here's the One Turner South song for the first time with a women's side. And we thank you for tuning into another edition of Female Footy Focus. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>